You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, May 3rd. A Lynn Creek man is in custody after police say he threatened local restaurant employees and patrons with a gun and a wooden club. Last Friday night, 61-year-old Randall Reed began threatening staff and customers at Donna's Ice House. That's according to the Camden County Sheriff's Office. After restaurant staff asked him to leave, Reed was arrested and authorities recovered a four-foot-long wooden club, a loaded revolver, and a set of brass knuckles. He's currently facing multiple charges in Camden County and has been held without bond. Two people from Eldon were seriously injured in a crash on Highway 87. 34-year-old Matthew Eddington was driving when the vehicle failed to negotiate a curve. It traveled off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and a tree. Eddington and Alicia Boyd, an occupant in the car, both sustained serious injuries. They were transported by MU Air to University Hospital in Columbia. Ever wanted to try hunting elk or bear? Here's your chance. Missouri elk hunting and bear hunting permits are now available. MDC will offer five permits to hunt bull elk in Missouri this fall and 400 bear permits, with a maximum of 40 black bears harvested. All permits will be assigned through a random drawing. More information at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. On the ice last night, the playoffs get underway for the Blues, and they get a nice win on the road over the Wild in Minnesota. The Blues retake home ice advantage away from Minnesota with a nice win on the road. Game two will go tomorrow night again in Minnesota, and then games three and four in St. Louis Friday and Sunday. As for baseball, the Cardinals and Royals, well, they continue uh, their uh, series against each other. They actually had a makeup game yesterday in St. Louis. They travel to Kansas City to play each other again today, and then they will play in Kansas City again tomorrow. As for the uh, Cardinals, they've got the Giants later in the week. The Royals, when they're done with the Cardinals, will be off on Thursday. Then they travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles over the weekend. As for college baseball, Mizzou, they have been hot of late. They're 24-17. and 17. They're busy tonight against Southeast Missouri State. MSU Bears, 21-19, and 19, winners of seven of their last eight. They've got a tough one tonight against top five team Arkansas on the road. 
the Mizzou Lady Softball team, Lady Tigers, right a seven-game win streak. They've got a three-game series at Alabama coming up this weekend. The MSU Ladies, 24-16. and 16. They have been hot lately as well. They took two of three from Bradley over the weekend. They've got a three-game series coming up at Drake. Both the Mizzou Ladies and the MSU Ladies will head into their conference tournaments after this weekend. NFL draft in the books. The Chiefs take 10 new players. Seven of those players turn out to be from the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if the defense gets better this year. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And keep in mind, along with seeing Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live on MyLakeTV.com, you can see Lake TV on Facebook. 40,000 followers for Lake TV on Facebook. If you're not one of them, be sure to do that. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends. We wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy, much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation.
positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Well, here we go. (laughs) We've got you right here on 89.3 KEYK, the daily show for a Tuesday. 808 is our time, 53 degrees. Looks like it's going to be a cloudy one. Uh, I believe that uh, we're going to be talking with Les Larson here shortly. For some strange reason, uh, I had him on, and he disappeared. So, Les, if you're listening, give us a call back here. No uh, no need. I, I'm hoping he's still on here. Let's jump in. Les, are you with us here this morning, buddy? Hello, sir. No? Give me a call back. 573-633-5393. Ninety-five. While we wait for Les to jump back on with us here, take a look at that weather forecast as we have it for you today. Again, uh, not a uh, whole lot going on. 56, the expected high, 47, the overnight low, and lots of clouds for us today and some intermittent showers. You'll get uh, maybe a little heavy, maybe a little light. Uh, there's not a whole lot uh, going on rain-wise. I just don't know where it uh, it can go at this point. Coming up, we'll uh, look ahead. Wednesday, clouds and 66 with a low of 56. Thunderstorms possible on Thursday with a high of 73, a low of 54. Looks like maybe some showers on Friday, a high of 62, a low of 51 degrees. And then by the weekend, not too terribly bad at all. Partly cloudy on Saturday, high 72. Mostly sunny on Sunday, high of 82 for Mom's Day. And then uh, we're getting into a nice stretch of 80-degree weather to start the new week. 86 on Monday, 89 and partly cloudy on Tuesday, partly cloudy on Wednesday and a high of 86. And Thursday of next week, looking at a high of around 84 with a partly cloudy sky. 53 degrees is where we are as of right now. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, let's get him back on here. Let's try again. There he is right there. And let's see if we've got Les Larson from the Camden County Republican Club on with us. Les, are you there? I have no idea what the deal is. He should be there. It sure says that he's there. (laughs) The phone system that we have is kind of screwy sometimes. I don't know. It's uh, it's, uh, a little interesting to work with here this morning. Let's try it again. No, it's... He's on. I'm, I'm trying to get him on here. There he is. Hopefully that's him right there. All right, let's see if we can't get him on. Okay. There he is. Yeah, it took me a couple times, but I got here. There he is, Les Larson. It's great to have you with us, sir. How are you this morning? I'm very good. Very good. A lot of news going on, and uh, glad to have the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, you guys have got the uh, Camden County Republican Club meeting coming up on uh, May the 17th. That is a, uh, a Tuesday. And so uh, a lot of things going on with you folks and getting ready for uh, uh, a a busy period. I mean, there is just a lot going on. Of course, news coming out this morning that uh, the Supreme Court could possibly uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, An apparent draft Supreme Court opinion uh, obtained by Politico shows the panel's conservative majority of justices is ready to overturn nearly 50 years of established abortion rights. 
uh, this precedent uh, since Roe v. Wade. So that's probably going to have some folks uh, talking uh, and, and wagging their tongues quite a bit about uh, with what's going on. Uh, also, uh, my goodness, uh, I would imagine as we get closer to August the 2nd, you folks are really going to be bringing folks in to, uh, to talk the talk and hopefully walk the walk. Uh, yeah, you're right on. I, I have been following uh, this morning, the, well, even last night, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, the leak uh, of the draft. Um, I go back and forth on that. I'm not happy at all that there's a draft uh, that was leaked. I don't think that's correct. But now that it's out there and about, uh, I hope they act on it quickly uh, for the conservativeness and pro-life uh because now that uh, the word is out that uh, they're looking to overturn that every day now that they don't actually put the final version out uh, and get it approved, um, there's more death going on with uh, through abortion. So right. I hope they do it quickly now that it's out. It's interesting that it was picked up by Politico, I mean, and, and leaked you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's the interesting part of it. It's almost like they're testing the water before they do it. And I, I think they obviously know what they're going to get. Both sides of uh, the argument are going to come together and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So it, it, is it something you think that they should have just done and then announced it? Or, uh, of course, doing it the way they're doing it now? Uh, it, it really kind of uh, throws uh, a lot of gas on the fire. But I, I, I almost think that they're doing it just, as I said earlier, to uh, to kind of test the water a bit. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I think uh, it was leaked. Uh, I mean, things aren't leaked. Uh, I might put it this way. I think they're leaked on purpose and for a reason and to get the word out, probably to put pressure on the justices, maybe to get somebody to change their vote. Um, But whatever, uh, now that it is out, uh, I think they need to finalize it and then go back and find out where the leak came from and do something about that, because that should not happen, especially at the Supreme Court level, Right, in my opinion. You you would think there might be a little bit more, you know, professionalism, and it's handled a little differently. So let's talk a little bit about the Yeah, I already saw Go ahead. Yeah, I got just one last thing, and I've already seen, uh, you know, the, the, the Democrat leadership with Schumer and Pelosi. They're already out holding hands and doing a photo op to uh, say how, how wrong this is. They want it changed, and et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I hope that the Republican side uh, stands up firm with it as well and supports uh, what the Supreme Court is is uh, bringing forth. So, anyway change the subject here and get on to our uh, Republican club because we, as you mentioned, there is a number of things going on. We're getting closer and closer to the election. I I think back uh, not too many months and trying to lay the monthly meetings out. And we had, uh, we had a full agenda, a full, full monthly schedule. And as I look forward, it doesn't slow down. So that's a good thing. So tell us uh, what is on the agenda for May the 17th, Les. Okay, our May 17th meeting uh, is, and we have our meetings at the Community Christian Church on North Business Route 5 there in Camdenton. Uh, we're making this a meeting uh, for the more of a local uh, issue. Uh, we've got the speakers, uh, two speakers who are running for the circuit clerk of Camden County, uh, two speakers from the associate judge, uh, 
candidates for that for Camden County and then the prosecuting attorney. So there'll be six people and they, uh, we, we handle it more as a meet and greet. We want people to be able to hear what they have to say, be able to ask them some questions, be able to shake their hand, ask them questions after the, the meeting and get personal with them. Uh, we don't look at it as a debate per se. It's more of a way for you to get to know who are these people that are running. And it's interesting for uh, the circuit clerk, uh, Karen Clapton and uh, Kayla Henry are both candidates for that. Uh, and the incumbent, uh, she is uh, retiring. So this will be a new person into that position. Uh, for the associate judge, Heather Miller and Ryan Bridges are the candidates. Heather is the incumbent. And for the prosecuting attorney, Caleb Cunningham and Rochelle Grovener are the candidates, and Caleb is the incumbent. So uh, it's we're really looking forward to it. They're excited about coming. Um, fall back on your your initial thing about what's going on with the uh, Supreme Court here. Uh, there's a lot of conservativeness in the, a number of these candidates and you'll get to hear that uh, and ask them the questions and make sure that you verify it in your mind so right. uh, we're, we're excited about that seven o'clock is the meeting on may 17th tuesday uh, and we encourage everyone to come whether you're a member or not that uh, the important thing is to come and hear these candidates so that when you go and vote at the primary in august you have some knowledge and, and you can vote accordingly that certainly is the key, and uh, we hope that more and more folks. And and with the election process the way that it's running now, um, I would hope that more people would take the opportunity to sit down and learn about the candidates, learn about the issues. One of the issues that they were talking about uh, this um, rating system, as opposed to going and voting as we would normally do. So they're wanting to change that whole system into some sort of a a, a rating uh, way of. Uh, picking the candidates, thinking that uh, apparently this is going to be a better way. I think it just uh, uh, it just really colludes the process even more, if you think about it. I, yes. I, I don't know what's wrong with, the, you know, the way we're doing things now doesn't seem to be too terribly bad, and I think if you uh, uh, want to add to it or try to do it in a different direction, I think you're going to end up having more issues uh, as far as, when we talk about uh, fraud and things along those lines, uh, election integrity is so very important. Uh, you know, why muddy the water with a, a brand new way of doing things when the uh, old system uh, has seemingly worked very well? And, and I think a lot of people would just like to go back to the old, uh, you know, maybe uh, you, you fill your ballot out and somebody actually counts it as opposed to maybe putting it in a computer. But we know that uh, that that process would take a lot longer. However, um, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, this ranked voting, I think what's uh, what's driving that, and if you look, just look back at the last election we had in Camden County back in uh, in April, uh, the voting turnout is very poor. Yeah, uh, People talk about uh, issues. They talk about what they like. They talk about what they don't like. Uh, I hear from a lot of people, but when you look, you just go back... Uh, last month in april when we had the election for <clears throat> municipal and the school boards in camden county only 13 percent of the people voted right um and so that's that's not a lot so then when you look at the ranked voting system that they're trying to propose 
uh, that really takes takes uh, advantage of that because if you don't have a, a many people voting and you can rank them, then somebody that is really not uh, one of the top candidates as a way of uh, getting into the mix. So I encourage everyone uh, to go vote. And I've, I've been convinced more and more that the primary election is very, very valuable and very important here in Camden County. If you look at who the candidates are and what's going to happen and you vote for them in the primary, there's a pretty good chance uh, because of the consistency of the, of the county that that person is going to have a good chance of being successful in November. So you got to get the right person and put them on the ballot uh, for the November election. And how do you do that? You've got to vote in August. So I encourage uh, people to do that. And they need to register. If you haven't registered uh, for the election, uh, it's around, you have to register if you put a, the date of the 4th of July. I have to be registered by the 4th of July to right. be eligible to vote in uh, in, in August, or, excuse me, in November. Right. Well, folks, all you have to do is make sure and uh, get out there and uh, do your civic duty and and vote and to let your voices be heard. Because uh, so often people complain about the outcome of an election. You ask them if they voted, and they say, uh, oh, uh, that's the part I forgot to do. And so then their argument uh, is moot. Uh, I don't see where you have an argument if you uh, didn't bother to take the time to vote and at least get out there and and learn about what it is that government wants to do and how they want to do it. And this rank voting, it, it sounds like maybe in theory it's, 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 it's okay. It looks good on paper, but I think the amount of problems it would create would just be uh, unbelievable, and it would just uh, make the election process even worse than it already is. Yeah, no, I, I, to- I totally agree with that. And, uh, you know, we're doing uh, getting people, candidates in front of the People in Camden County, uh, we want to for them to hear that. We also talk at the, at the meeting a little bit about some of the things that are going on in in Jeff City uh, with the leadership or lack of leadership, as I would put it. <laughs> and people need to be uh, be aware of that. Um, we also are working uh, with with our club is working with the the Central Committee of Republicans of Camden County and also the We the People group on a follow-up uh, meetings uh, for candidates, and we're working that, and will be something will be coming out on that shortly as well. For because uh, we're trying to do this as a as a unit, so that the Republican Club uh, stands uh, pretty firm with our conservative values, but we also stand with the fact we want to bring the candidates out in front of you. And then once the primary happens, we will get behind them 100% for uh, supporting them uh, and rallying them for the November election. Seems like in just about every month from now until Election Day itself, uh, you have to put a bug in everybody's ear and keep people on top of things and, and what's going on and make sure that they're paying attention. And, uh, you know, as, as, as much of a, uh, an important step as, as voting is, it seems like in our daily lives we uh, we get so engulfed, so involved 
that we uh, have a tendency to forget about it. Now, I have to drive by my polling place to and from work every day, so it's kind of hard for me to forget to <laughs> to go in and vote. <laughs> but you never know, you know, and, and, and you mentioned such a low turnout in an election that, you know, uh, the school board elections, a lot of people don't get excited about those things. Some people do. Uh, I know we had, uh, you know, a lot on the table for both uh, Camdenton as well as School of the Osage and some other uh, school boards that were uh, uh, electing new members. Uh, and, and certainly some of the other things, uh, Board of Aldermen and the like, uh, for uh, some uh, some various areas. But, you know, you, 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 have to keep, uh, you have to keep on top of things and you have to keep it fresh if there's a way... To figure that out, Les, uh, I'm sure you, as the president of the Camden County Republican Club, uh, you and the folks know how to do that. Yeah, well, you know, what's uh, interesting is people will have the attitude, uh, well, my vote really doesn't make a difference. You know, I just wait and see what happens. Well, that attitude, it, I'm telling you, if there aren't a lot of people voting, your vote really makes a difference. Right. And uh, so you can really you can really have an impact, and and people need need to do that. And then after the election, if your your candidate that you like won, uh, that's hey you can celebrate that and, and help endorse them. If they didn't win, uh, you were in the process, and that's important with our system for our freedoms and our patriot system. So I I encourage everyone uh, to go vote. I. I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. It is very, very important because you can make a difference in what's going on, especially now uh, with our candidates in Camden County. You can make a difference in what's going on here locally. It's not just something far away in Washington, D.C. or up in Jeff City. It's right here locally. And so I, I encourage people to do that. Yeah, your, uh, your local elections <laughs> are very important because uh, what we do here locally is uh, – probably uh, more important than uh, a lot of the things on the state and certainly the federal level because we have more of a hand in how we can run our own uh, government locally when we uh, we get out and vote. And, you know, there's a lot of people that really get involved in the process. And as you mentioned, then there are those folks on the other side that uh, really just don't care because they don't think that their vote counts. And uh, they think that maybe sometimes by not voting that they're helping out the process. What you need to do, folks, is uh, when you get the opportunity, uh, go out and vote because there are places. I mean, and, and I don't think this is, if you put this into perspective, Les, there are countries, there are places where people are not allowed to vote, that all the decisions are made for them. Exactly. Uh, things are run, you know, by dictators and and people that have absolutely uh, no thought whatsoever for the well-being of the people in the country. They see them maybe as uh, an opportunity to make money or use them as uh, labor or, or whatever they do and make all the decisions for them. And when, uh, when you're given an opportunity such as this, I mean, uh, you, you really need to get on board. You really need to jump on board and and uh, and and make your voice heard. I mean, I, I don't know what other way to say it. Yeah, no, I I I totally totally agree with you. So, I uh, again, we're having our meeting on May seventeenth. We've got uh, six uh, people that are running for various offices. You'll get to hear them. You get to ask them questions. You get to. Uh, talk to them one on one. A lot of people like to talk to the candidates after after they speak, so they can ask them a specific question instead of doing it in front of a group. That works out very very well. Um, 
you can go to our website. It's, you know, we're the Camden County Republican Club, so it's ccrclub.com, and uh, see about it uh, and sign up. We'd like to know if you're coming in some ways, but, uh, you know, you don't need a ticket or anything like that. Just, <laughs> just show up. And the meeting is at uh, 7 o'clock, but people like to get there around 6.30. The right. candidates get there early. Yep. Uh, you know, you get the chance to talk to other people, like-minded people, and ask questions, answer your own uh, questions that you have. Uh, people can do that through the website, or if they want to call, I do have a number, and they can text it or call and, and ask more information about the meeting, and uh, I'll give that to you. It's 619-957-5090, and uh, you can you can sign up to come. And again, you don't have to be a member. We'd love for you to be a member. Right. It's $10 to be a member is a, is a fee. But uh, we have a vast majority of the people that come to the meeting that are not members. Um, and anyway, I'd, I'd like to also just uh, also mention um, that in September, we're having our Patriot Dinner. And that's on a Saturday night, September 24th. It'll be at the church there. And we'll have speakers, a dinner, uh, silent auction. Uh, we need some volunteers to help with that and set it up. And uh, we're looking, <clears throat> excuse me, we're really looking forward to uh, that Patriot dinner. So that's September 24th. So a lot of things going on every month here. We've got, got something happening and we hope people take advantage of us. Well, Les, I certainly appreciate your time this morning, sir, as always. And uh, if uh, you need to get a word in edgewise as you get a little closer to the 17th, don't hesitate to give us a call here this morning and any morning. Uh, and and uh, just uh, okay. as a bit of a reminder, if you want to do that again, and we can uh, kind of run down who's going to be there and some of the topics that you will discuss. But uh, we certainly appreciate your time, sir, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, I, I greatly appreciate uh, giving me the opportunity. So stay strong with Camden County, folks. Uh, we, we've, got, we've got a voice, and we need it to be heard. That is Les Larson. He is a president of the Camden County Republican Club. And at 8.30, we are ready to uh, take you uh, into our uh, bottom-of-the-hour information block with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris from Lake TV. He's covering sports. Good news for Blues fans. And uh, more coming up. As a matter of fact, uh, you and I will have some time together at about uh, 8.37, 8.38. We can talk about what's on your mind, 573-633-5395. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, May 3rd. A Lynn Creek man is in custody after police say he threatened local restaurant employees and patrons with a gun and a wooden club. Last Friday night, 61-year-old Randall Reed began threatening staff and customers at Donna's Ice House. That's according to the Camden County Sheriff's Office. After restaurant staff asked him to leave, Reed was arrested and authorities recovered a four-foot-long wooden club, a loaded revolver, and a set of brass knuckles. He's currently facing multiple charges in Camden County and is being held without bond. Two people from Eldon were seriously injured in a crash on Highway 87. 34-year-old Matthew Eddington was driving when the vehicle failed to negotiate a curve. It traveled off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and a tree. Eddington and Alicia Boyd, an occupant in the car, both sustained serious injuries. They were transported by MU Air to University Hospital in Columbia.
Ever wanted to try hunting elk or bear? Here's your chance. Missouri elk hunting and bear hunting permits are now available. MDC will offer five permits to hunt bull elk in Missouri this fall and 400 bear permits, with a maximum of 40 black bears harvested. All permits will be assigned through a random drawing. More information at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and bobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. On the ice last night, the playoffs get underway for the Blues, and they get a nice win on the road over the Wild in Minnesota. The Blues retake home ice advantage away from Minnesota with a nice win on the road. Game two will go tomorrow night again in Minnesota, and then games three and four in St. Louis Friday and Sunday. As for baseball, the Cardinals and Royals, well, they continue uh, their uh, series against each other. They actually had a makeup game yesterday in St. Louis. They travel to Kansas City to play each other again today, and then they will play in Kansas City again tomorrow. As for the uh, Cardinals, they've got the Giants later in the week. The Royals, when they're done with the Cardinals, will be off on Thursday. Then they travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles over the weekend. As for college baseball mizzou they have been hot of late they're 24 and 17 they're busy tonight against southeast missouri state msu bears 21 and 19 winners of seven of their last eight they've got a tough one tonight against top five team arkansas on the road the mizzou lady softball team lady tigers ride a seven game win streak they've got a three-game series at alabama coming up this weekend the msu ladies 24 and 16 they have been hot lately as well they took two of three from bradley over the weekend they've got a three-game series coming up at drake both the mizzou ladies and the msu ladies will head into their conference tournaments after this weekend NFL draft in the books. The Chiefs take 10 new players. Seven of those players turn out to be from the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if the defense gets better this year. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And keep in mind, along with seeing Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live on MyLakeTV.com, you can see Lake TV on Facebook. 40,000 followers for Lake TV on Facebook. If you're not one of them, be sure to do that. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible through a generous donation from Victoria Station. 
Misty Atkinson talks about the very incredible and popular wall art you'll find at Victoria Station. We've always been known for our wall art. Um, we have a large selection of both metal art and framed art, canvas prints, in traditional and in uh, the nautical themes. And so we're a destination for wall art. We're also known for a large variety of lamps. We like cool, unique lamps that'll give give lighting in your living area, not just a utility lampshade there that's producing light, but to add the decorative features to that. Um, we are going to feature a section in the store of American-made products. Some of those are locally sourced and some of those from the Midwest, and we're, we're really excited to be able to do that. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit, and the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 9.30 to 5.30. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio. 89.3 FM. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. And how are you this morning? 837. It is, uh, I guess it's okay to say it's a beautiful day at the lake. We've got clouds. We've got 53 degrees. We're not going to get a whole lot warmer here today as we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Looks like, uh, again, uh, the clouds will be with us uh, today, maybe tomorrow. And now they're uh, mentioning the fact that we could see some showers initially. When I was talking about the weather forecast, I did not uh, see any rain in the forecast, but they have put rain back in the forecast for tomorrow. Looks like tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, 56 the high today, and 47 the low tonight. So it's going to be kind of a dreary day, maybe one of those days where you just kind of stay in and do your thing. You uh, you make yourself a, a big pot of some sort of comfort food, whether it's a soup or stew or pisole verde. Pisole verde sounds good on a day like today with a little cilantro and some lime. Mm, yes. But uh, we'll hit 66 for the high tomorrow, a low of 56, and those showers in the afternoon and evening. Thunderstorms possible on Thursday, showers and 62 on Friday. Then by the weekend, partly cloudy and 72 on Saturday, Mom's Day. Looks good. Get Mom out and get her some fresh air. Mostly sunny and 82 degrees on Sunday. So looking good. And then we'll be into the uh, 80s for at least the first part of next week. 838-573-633-5395. If you'd like to chime in and talk about what's on your mind this morning, let's find out uh, what's shaking over there at uh, Bagnell Dam. The current lake level at 656.47, river level at 566.83. And again, 53 degrees. Not looking for uh, much in the way of warmth. Which is kind of nice because uh, my wife and I, we ordered the Adventures with Purpose hoodies, and we received them last week. And I had a chance to wear it yesterday, and somebody actually came up and said to me, what is Adventures with Purpose? What is that all about? And I explained to them that these uh, folks go around the country, and they look for lost loved ones. And if you remember, we had Doug Bishop on from Adventure, Adventures with Purpose, and Doug was telling us that, you know, 
he started helping a buddy pull Rex out of the water. Uh, the guy was a diver. He'd come across a wreck, and uh, Doug had a towing business, so he would uh, help the guy get the wrecks out. And one time they found some remains in one of the wrecks, and that was the the reason why they started Adventures with Purpose, to go around and look for lost loved ones who may have uh, unfortunately ended up in a body of water somewhere, giving the families closure doing it absolutely free of charge. And so if you get a chance, go on their website and uh, maybe you can make a monetary contribution or buy some of their merch. They've got uh, all kinds of stuff on there. 8.40 is our time. I saw something the other day. Well, let me do this first because I want to make sure because I don't want to forget this. Uh, We received uh, this uh, public service announcement from Concerned Women for America of Missouri. And uh, this Thursday, May the 5th, is the National Day of Prayer. And uh, Concerned Women for America of Missouri are encouraging you to uh, get involved. Now, they will have an event in the Capitol Rotunda in Jefferson City beginning at noon this Thursday. Uh, Or you can get involved here locally. Again, this Thursday, May 5th at noon at the Sunrise Bible Church, 17184 North State Highway 5 in Sunrise Beach. Uh, you can uh, contact uh, Pastor Nick, Nick Stutzman, 573-374-5937, 573-374-5937. And then, uh, of course, uh, you can find a local event or watch the National Day of Prayer, uh, Prayer broadcast live at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. For generations, Americans have turned to Almighty God to be our hope through trials and our joy in celebrations. It has been more than 70 years since leadership established a public law to reflect our continual dependence on God through prayer. And each passing year brings another opportunity to praise our Creator and pray for our country. And again, that's the National Day of Prayer happening here locally. Sunrise Bible Church on Thursday, May the 5th. Noon is when that gets underway. Also at the Capitol Rotunda in Jefferson City. And that event starts uh, on Thursday at noon as well. 842. So we were out doing some stuff on Sunday. And we were coming back home. And my wife decided she wanted to get something from a local fast food restaurant. And when we pulled in, the drive-thru was pretty crowded. And so we decided, hold on. Mm, Coffee. We uh, decided to go inside. So we walk inside the fast food restaurant in Camdenton. And maybe you know what I'm talking about. And I hadn't been inside this place for a long, long time. Um, I normally don't eat there. But if my wife wants something, I'm happy to pick it up for her. Uh, And we went in. And I see all of these, I guess, what do you call them, kiosks, uh, nice size computer screens where you order your food in the lobby, inside the restaurant, inside the fast food restaurant. There is no one there to take your order. There is no one to, well, uh, you know, I, I guess if you have a problem, the people are right there, you know, within shouting distance. <laughs> 
within shouting distance. If you um, if you need something, want something, your order wasn't prepared properly, or or whatever, you're missing something, whatever. But I was just blown away at the fact now that you walk in, and and I don't know. Does it make the process go faster? I always like the human interaction because when you talk to someone, uh, you want something a certain way. Um, are you able to get it the way you want it by going through this kiosk rather than talking to a human being? And I thought, this is just another way of separating people so that maybe these folks don't have to deal with it. You know, now every, uh, let's say you call to pay a bill. Let's say you call to pay, uh, pay off your credit card, you know? And you don't actually talk to a person. It's press this, press that, do this, do that. And then uh, some of these places now have this voice recognition where, for example, you uh, you call and you have to say, like maybe they, they say, are you calling to pay a bill? Say yes or no. And so you say yes. And my wife always gets a kick out of it because I holler through the phone. She's like, the neighbors down the street can hear you. I, I just want to make sure that when I give the answer, it's the answer that, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to give. Do you want to pay a bill? Yes! <laughs> the show already in progress. Duties. Duty number one is to... And when uh, you call to order something or you call to... Uh, discuss something that may have happened. Uh, you didn't get your order on time, or you got the wrong thing instead of what you wanted. Are they, you know, for a variety of reasons. But it's just now and now becoming harder and harder to talk to an actual human being. Uh, anymore, you know, you, a lot of people just do things online. And we talk about that human touch, that human interaction. And it seems like, you know, that's what we're doing. We worry about our kids, right, getting in front of their computers or their tablets or their phones and just, you know, drowning out the rest of the world and focusing on whatever it is they're doing, if they're playing a game, if they're on social media. And we say, you know, kids need to get out and, and, and get some fresh air or, or do whatever they need to do. And get away from being in front of these devices all the time. And so now it's just like more and more. It's to the point where I guess you could almost automate, and and they've done this, and I've seen it. They've automated these restaurants so that maybe there's two people working there. The person who is in charge and uh, someone who is involved in maintaining the equipment should they have a breakdown. They built one of these things years ago, and I think it was it was either in Arizona or California. I can't remember which state, but it was a fully automated restaurant. You pull up, you order, and then the order is then sent into the kitchen where they have this thing fully automated. It cooks the food. It does everything. You pull up, you pay for it. It comes out. And you have absolutely no interaction with people whatsoever. And and I guess maybe now I'm showing my age, right? Because 
to a lot of people, this is second nature. And to a lot of people, they probably feel as though it's a great convenience feature because you don't have to deal with anybody. But if you have an issue or a problem, that seems to be where uh, the problems would occur. You know what I mean? They, you know, don't prepare the burger the way you want it, or they don't, you know, give you everything that you're supposed to have in your order. So then you have to stop and go back around or go knock on the door or talk to somebody, and then it just becomes a free-for-all. But I guess in this day and age of people not wanting to work, people are forced to take steps that allow them to keep their business running. You know, I was talking to uh, a chef on Sunday, and we were going to, and we did, shoot a feature. But he was a little iffy about doing it at first because he had like three people that were going to be anywhere from a half hour to an hour late. Three people. And I don't, I don't understand that. Maybe, you know, they all had pressing issues. But in this day and age when we are wanting more money to do a job like uh, flipping burgers or working in a kitchen and you can't even get the help to show up, much less get help in the first place. I just found that mind-boggling. You walk into a restaurant and there's absolutely nobody there at the cash register. So that in itself is kind of interesting. Uh, back to what we were talking about earlier this morning with Les Larson when we started our conversation about the Camden County Republican Club's meeting at the Community Christian Church on uh, Tuesday, May the 17th. If you need more information, uh, 619-957-5090 is the number you can call ahead of time to uh, get all the pertinent information. But an apparent draft Supreme Court opinion obtained by Politico shows the panel's conservative majority of justices is ready to overturn nearly 50 years of established abortion rights precedent since Roe v. Wade. The document, which Politico said it obtained from a person familiar with the court's proceedings, is marked first draft and dated February 10th, 2022, two months after oral arguments were heard in the case Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. ABC News has not independently confirmed the draft, they said here. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, writes Justice Samuel Alito, the opinion's apparent author, in a copy of the draft posted online. The leak is an extraordinary breach of Supreme Court protocol and tradition. Never before has such a consequential draft opinion been leaked to the public before publication. So again, this was something more than likely that was leaked for a reason. It wasn't, they say it was leaked. Like, I don't know, somebody was listening to what was going on and was able to obtain some information and leaked it. And I, I have, a hard time believing it was leaked uh, in the in the sense what was it oops was it accidental it was leaked or was it intentional um, it says here reached by ABC News a Supreme Court spokeswoman declined to comment 
Dobbs, uh, the Dobbs case involves Mississippi's ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, well before fetal viability, the long-standing dividing line established by the court before which states cannot restrict a woman's access to the procedure. During arguments in December, five of the justices hinted that they were ready to do away with the viability standard established by Roe and a subsequent 1992 decision planned Parenthood versus Casey. An unnamed source familiar with the deliberations told Politico that to Justices Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett all initially supported a ruling siding with Mississippi that the lineup remains unchanged as of this week. The drafting of Supreme Court opinions, however, is a fluid and dynamic process. Sources familiar with the internal operations have told ABC News. The uh, document posted suggests a majority of justices is uh, likely to side with Mississippi, but now, uh, but rather how broad a ruling will ultimately come down remains unclear. Chief Justice John Roberts famously changed his vote late during deliberations over the Affordable Care Act in 2012, narrowly saving the law from being struck down. A Wall Street Journal editorial this month suggested that Roberts, who uh, reveres established precedent and the court's uh, reputation, may be trying to convince one of his conservative colleagues to join him in a narrower opinion. If Alito's opinion were to hold as written, it would dramatically upend abortion rights across America, effectively allowing each state to set its own policy. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion, the draft concludes. Roe and Casey irrigated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. So where is it going to go from here? As soon as it was leaked, obviously, you see both sides clashing over the decision. Uh, but <laughs> how many more times will the uh, will the Supreme Court or, or, or someone, it says here the document, which Politico said it obtained from a person familiar with the court's proceedings, doesn't name the person. So, again, this is what they're telling us. Whether or not we buy into it is uh, is something a, a lot different, I guess. 573-633-5395. What do you think, folks? A leaked document. Something that maybe somebody said, well, let's put it out there first. Let's see what kind of uh, a response we get. And maybe that will help determine the direction that we are going to go. I don't know. Otherwise, why would it be, why would it have been leaked? What what would be the purpose of leaking it other than to let people know that it's something that the justices are contemplating and that maybe with enough pressure they uh, they may they may or may not do it. I don't know. <laughs> That's so the whole Ronald thing about Reagan it. Famously said, I didn't That's the, the whole thing about it at this point. The party left Just, me. What other documents do you think will be leaked in the future? 53 degrees, folks. It's a beautiful day at the lake. What about the story of this guy that went berserk at uh, the restaurant over there on 
on Y Road. He had a club, he had a revolver, he had brass knuckles. Threatening folks at this uh, restaurant. Uh, I guess they asked him to leave or something, and he uh, didn't feel like he wanted to leave. Stacy Johnson's going to be talking about it here in a, a, around five minutes or so when we hit the top of the hour. Um, threatened employees and patrons with a gun, wooden club, at a local Lynn Creek restaurant, authorities say. Now, according uh, to the Camden County Sheriff's Office on Friday night, this guy began threatening staff and customers at Donna's Ice House. Restaurant staff reportedly asked the man to leave multiple times during the evening, but they say he came back to the restaurant three times, bringing a pistol, a club, and threatening to harm employees. When Camden County deputies arrived, they say this guy was involved in a verbal confrontation with the staff in the parking lot. Not quite uh, sure what set him off. But I guess uh, he just was having a bad day. (laughs) Yeah, right? Coming up in hour number two, we're going to be talking with with one of our uh, content providers, and that's Jim Calhoun. Jim Calhoun is with, well, he's with our our podcast that we air. It's called uh, Living Off Grid. And uh, Jim is a guy that we've had on before. His his job is to make sure that people are aware of the options that they have. If you'd like to live off off grid, you know, if you'd like to. And I know people that live off grid. As a matter of fact, I had a young lady in here not too terribly long ago. Her and her family live off grid. And she said it's amazing how her kids just really, really, really enjoy it. And that she is so happy that the kids have taken to it the way they have. But apparently, I mean, these kids have been doing it for a long time now, so this is like commonplace for them. We were talking earlier about kids and the devices. Well, okay, great. Uh, maybe, you know, you have a, a phone or something because you need to have something in the event of an emergency, but you don't live on the darn thing. You just, you know, use it for uh, making a few phone calls here and there. <laughs> Oh, man. We've got the uh, 25th Annual Spring Harbor Hop coming up. It's going to be this Saturday from 11 a.m. until 7. Some of the establishments, it says here, open at 9 and close at 5. Uh, Various locations around the lake, I believe you can... uh, Let's see if there's some information on this. Uh, You can check the uh, website... I'm trying to find that for you here real quick. Well, I would imagine you can uh, go to the Lake of the Ozarks uh, Convention and Visitor Bureau, Lake of the Ozarks Marine Dealers Association, and Lakes Waterfront Restaurants. Go to funlake.com, funlake.com, the Spring Harbor Hop. So some decent weather for the Harbor Hop. Dodge that bullet. (laughs) You've got the Magic Dragon Car Show going on this weekend. We'll be there in the capacity that we'll be filming some things for Lake TV. Looking forward. Love the car show. It starts on Thursday and runs through Sunday. So I don't know if mom's a a gearhead or not. She likes to do a little wrenching once in a while, whatever. 
definitely uh, take mom to see the car show if that's what she wants to do. But make sure you don't forget mom. And, and by the way, don't buy mom a vacuum. Don't buy mom an appliance unless that's what she wants. Maybe she wants a new washer and dryer. Maybe she wants a new stove. Maybe she wants a new vacuum. It is uh, just about 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. And with that being said, we'll take a break, get to our information with Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, Chris Schneider and Lake TV with a check of sports. It's The Daily Show and it is 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, May 3rd. A Lynn Creek man is in custody after police say he threatened local restaurant employees and patrons with a gun and a wooden club. Last Friday night, 61-year-old Randall Reed began threatening staff and customers at Donna's Ice House. That's according to the Camden County Sheriff's Office. After restaurant staff asked him to leave, Reed was arrested and authorities recovered a four-foot-long wooden club, a loaded revolver, and a set of brass knuckles. He's currently facing multiple charges in Camden County and is being held without bond. Two people from Eldon were seriously injured in a crash on Highway 87. 34-year-old Matthew Eddington was driving when the vehicle failed to negotiate a curve. It traveled off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and a tree. Eddington and Alicia Boyd, an occupant in the car, both sustained serious injuries. They were transported by MU Air to University Hospital in Columbia. Ever wanted to try hunting elk or bear? Here's your chance. Missouri elk hunting and bear hunting permits are now available. MDC will offer five permits to hunt bull elk in Missouri this fall and 400 bear permits, with a maximum of 40 black bears harvested. All permits will be assigned through a random drawing. More information at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. On the ice last night, the playoffs get underway for the Blues, and they get a nice win on the road over the Wild in Minnesota. The Blues retake home ice advantage away from Minnesota with a nice win on the road. Game two will go tomorrow night again in Minnesota, and then games three and four in St. Louis Friday and Sunday. 
As for baseball, the Cardinals and Royals, well, they continue uh, their uh, series against each other. They actually had a makeup game yesterday in St. Louis. They travel to Kansas City to play each other again today, and then they will play in Kansas City again tomorrow. As for the uh, Cardinals, they've got the Giants later in the week. The Royals, when they're done with the Cardinals, will be off on Thursday. Then they travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles over the weekend. As for college baseball, Mizzou, they have been hot of late. They're 24-17. and 17. They're busy tonight against Southeast Missouri State. MSU Bears, 21-19, and 19, winners of seven of their last eight. They've got a tough one tonight against top-five team Arkansas on the road. The Mizzou Lady Softball team, Lady Tigers, ride a seven-game win streak. They've got a three-game series at Alabama coming up this weekend. The MSU Ladies, 24-16. and 16. They have been hot lately as well. They took two of three from Bradley over the weekend. They've got a three-game series coming up at Drake. Both the Mizzou Ladies and the MSU Ladies will head into their conference tournaments after this weekend. NFL draft in the books. The Chiefs take 10 new players. Seven of those players turn out to be from the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if the defense gets better this year. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And keep in mind, along with seeing Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live on MyLakeTV.com, you can see Lake TV on Facebook. 40,000 followers for Lake TV on Facebook. If you're not one of them, be sure to do that. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy, much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation.
positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3, The Key. Right back at 908, and glad to have you with us on this Tuesday morning, the, what is this, the third day of May. Man, oh man. Third day of May 2022. We are up to, uh, well, let me double check on this. We're possibly holding steady. Yes, we are at 53 degrees here on Osage Beach as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Again, thanks to Bill and Janice Lacasse. We certainly appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate you joining us as well. And if you got something on your mind, 573-633-5395. We're always happy to hear from you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's just that simple. We are going to be speaking uh, with Jim Calhoun here shortly. He is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about getting prepared for severe weather to the point where, you know, we might get into things a little bit more than just, let's say, uh, your go bag, you know, the bag that you have all prepared in the event that you have to uh, bug out, your bug out bag. You have to get on the road or you have to take shelter someplace and you are prepared And when I say bug out bag, I should make it plural, bug out bags. Multiple opportunities for you to be a part of a a situation where you've got a bug out bag in your vehicle. You've got maybe a bug out bag in your home. Uh, Maybe everybody in the family has a bug out bag with the things that they need. Uh, And that's probably not a bad idea. But uh, we can take it up a notch or two when uh, Jim joins us here shortly on... uh, on the Daily Show. 56, the expected high with clouds. 56 is where we'll be today. Not too uh, not too far to go. 47, the overnight low with a mostly cloudy sky. We'll hit uh, a high tomorrow of 66. Some showers in the afternoon, evening. 56, the low. Thunderstorms on Thursday. High 73, low of 54. A opportunity for more showers on Friday and 62, but the weekend looking nice. 72, And partly cloudy on Saturday, sunny, and 82 on Sunday for Mother's Day. So make the most of the situation. We are now officially at uh, 52 degrees. As we uh, bring him in to uh, talk with us this morning, Mr. Jim Calhoun, uh, of course, the program Living Off Grid, and we are happy to be able to bring you that program, and uh, we are happy to have him back with us here on The Daily Show. Jim, how are you this morning? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You sound like you're out of breath. <laughs> oh, I just got through feeding cows. <laughs> I had to throw bales really quick. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time. This is my, this, oh, that's fine. You probably might hear some cows in the background, but uh, no, anytime I can come and join you, that's great. Well, uh, don't kill yourself in the process. We uh, we, we appreciate having you on. Oh, but, I won't. But, uh, <laughs> I won't. We don't want you to end up in the hospital after the interview or anything like that. Before we uh, get into our discussion here this morning, and I don't know how much time you have, but uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about the program itself and uh, what it is that you are trying to accomplish with your podcast. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to accomplish is basically two things. I've got a lot of sub-agendas, of course, but my main two things, I'm trying to help people get to be self-sufficient. And also, I think that this, this world needs God right now more than ever. And so I'm trying to help build faith. So those, those are my two main missions. 
those are your two main missions and uh, some good things to uh, to keep in mind and uh, good things to uh, to do to spread the word. I, I, I will say that I've, I've listened to the program plenty of times now, and I really enjoy uh, the direction that you're going and uh, the information that you're providing, and I know our listeners do as well. So that's really uh, great to have something like this to refer to uh, here on uh, Key Radio, and I don't know how many other... Uh, places that you are you are on as far as your podcast that uh, features this great information, but you know as well as I do, and especially if you're feeding cows, uh, that the weather can take a turn for the worse in uh, just mere seconds. Sometimes, sometimes we don't uh, get enough time to uh, prepare, so it's always good to be prepared ahead of time, so that when this weather does hit and i mean we have just had a tremendous amount of rain in the last few weeks and we're looking for more this week before we get a a, a bit of a break next week um so these natural disasters and even man-made disasters can put us in a position where we need to act quickly and we need to have number one a plan in place number two certain things that uh, we need to have to take care of ourselves in place and maybe if we take care of a lot of these things ahead of time, in cl- there, I heard one of the cows in the background there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's great, man. That's great. That's great for uh, great radio. Uh, but um, you know, doing things like uh, oh, I don't know, maybe just uh, you know having your your home prepared and and some of the things that you talk about on your podcast. You know, if if we can do some of these simple things, then uh, then guess what? We might have a, a leg up and have a, a better chance at uh, getting through some of these natural or man-made disasters without uh, having a whole lot of issues. Oh, that's that's true. It's Preparedness is always a good thing, mm. no matter what. So uh, bad weather can bring so many little things that you don't even think about. That You know, everyone knows that, you know, you should prepare with having some flashlights and some extra batteries and so forth. But, you know, like you say, the weather can just do crazy things. It can turn for the worst on a dime. Mm-hmm. And so it can catch you unprepared real easy. You know, there's there's lots of little things that I would recommend that people do that aren't really what I would say customary that, you know, there's a lot of PSAs out there that tell you to do this or that and the other. But I would say that one of the things people get caught on worse than anything else is they run out of water. Yeah. If the power goes out, they have no water. They have no water for their toilets, for cooking, for, you know, bathing, anything. They just no water. And so I would say at all times have about a week's supply of drinking water in your house. I don't care what time of year it is. Uh, it's That's easy to do. You can fill your own bottles. You can buy, you know, regular five-gallon bottles, whatever. Have that on hand and then also have some utility water to flush toilets, to, you know, to water pets, what have you. And, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, And then another thing that I was thinking that I never hear anybody mention is that everyone relies on their cell phones right now. And if your power goes down and you don't have a way to charge your phone, let's say you don't have a car, your car battery goes flat, uh, they sell those little solar chargers that are real handy. They just fit in your pocket. And they'll charge a cell phone. It might take them an hour or two to do, but they, they do a really good job. And so those two things, I think, uh, I would add to your arsenal of, of uh, supplies as far as preparing. 
you know, you're absolutely right when it comes to water. I, I, I think we, in most cases, Jim, we think in the here and now. We don't think about the future. And I know sometimes uh, if you have bottled water in your home, it's like anything else. Uh, it, it, it can go bad, but I always kind of keep yeah. that around. I always kind of keep that around anyway, just for, you know, uh, maybe hand washing, or if you need something, as you mentioned, flushing the toilet, washing dishes, just to have some water of some kind. And, you know, if, uh, if you're concerned about whether or not, uh, you're going to get any cooties or any, uh, any, any bad juju from uh, the water, well, you can always boil it. I mean, that's that's an option as well. Yeah. But um, having having water and plenty of it, because I will tell you, more than likely, when uh, when it hits the fan, uh, that's people are going to flood the uh, the grocery stores and any place where they can find water, and the shelves will be bare in uh, in no time. So. Again, planning ahead and making sure that you have an adequate supply of water for a number of different things is uh, is so very important. Oh, you're absolutely right. When COVID hit, uh, the first scare go around, uh, I was in Arizona, a little town called Coolidge. And Coolidge isn't very big. It's oh, probably 14,000 people. And they have, uh, for that size of a town, they're overstocked with grocery stores. they got five grocery stores in that town. And I was there, and it only took a day and a half for that town to run out of water, wow. toilet paper, and about several other things. Yeah, people were buying it. They were just going in and almost fighting and fighting over it. And this little town is a farming community. It's close to the resort area, and, you know, it's fairly close to Phoenix, but uh, that wasn't the problem. It was, you know, the people in the town, they just, they just kind of went nuts, and they bought everything that they could, and that's... If if we have a moment that which I'm afraid is coming, that's going to be a horrible crisis. Uh, you're in trouble if you don't have supplies. That's just my opinion. But, well, uh, no, I, I would I would agree wholeheartedly with your opinion because I think that uh, again we don't we don't really think uh, we don't think down the road. We think in the here and now, uh, and and I think you know well, there, there are so many lessons to be learned from what we uh, saw. When COVID hit, and, you know, it would be a shame to hear of someone losing their life over a roll of toilet paper, but it's a good possibility. Oh, it is. Uh, the, the What I'm looking at, and, uh, you know, I know we're primarily talking about weather, and it, it is kind of related that way, in, in a roundabout way, is that if people are waiting for the government to take care of them, uh, just look at who we have in charge, not only president, but all the way up and down the line. Uh, we, the people, have to take care of ourselves. And that's one of the reasons I started my show, is that we, uh, the United States is not the government in Washington. The United States is we, the people. And we, the people, have to understand that it's up to us. There's an old saying that uh, says, if it is to be, it's up to me. And absolutely everyone needs to be able to take care of themselves because if we have a, a, a bad event, a catastrophe, whether it be natural or man-made, there's going to be so many millions of people with their hand out looking for aid, you're just going to be number one million and one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it, and standing in a line waiting for hours for a loaf of bread maybe worked back in the 1930s, but right now we have people that are, so uncivil and people that are on drugs or what have you 
that you're liable to get your loaf of bread after standing in line for two hours and have someone hit you over the head and take your loaf of bread with, before you get home. You know, it's just uh, we're living a different, a whole different society than you know you, than what we were. We we're we're uh, we're in un, un, uh, unknown waters right now. Yeah, we're on a course that I've never seen before. And I hope I'm wrong with that, but yeah. I, it just every, everything I see is, uh, and uh, so that so you know going back to the uh, preparing for storms, uh, you know common sense. You have to, you know I there, I know people that like to chase storms. It's like you know that that's that's it's idiotic because that little thrill you might have might end your life or alter your life. You might get so many bones broken that you're you know, never able to, to work again or walk again or whatever. People that think that they're going to have a thrill out of a storm, they're tempting fate in a way that, that if they only knew how bad you could get busted up. I was in a car wreck, and I broke 36 bones. Nice. And uh, I was I was an invalid for two years in bed. And that was, uh, it was none of my fault. I had a guy fall asleep at the wheel, and he hit me. But I'm going to tell you, uh, these guys that go out and think that they're going to have a thrill, and they're going to they're going to tempt this, the storm chasers and people like that. Um, I don't know, kind of a special kind of stupid because it might be fun, but you don't want to see the other end of it. And so you know, just use your common sense. If a storm's coming in, uh, listen to the radio. Get your. I would matter of fact, I'd have a, a battery crack radio. That way, if you run out of batteries, you can still tune in, get some information, uh, check with the National Weather Service. Uh, just use your head. Plan ahead like you would for anything else. Another thing you might want to do is do some drills like some families, rightfully so, do fire drills in their home, especially with young children. You need to have a tornado drill. You really do. And you need to know where you're going to be. And one thing about a tornado, though, that if everyone doesn't make it to the location, you can't go out and try to find them because that'll make two people missing at that point. Right. So you really have to get it. You really have to get it in everyone's head that they have to get where they're going and they have to get there very, very fast and they have to stay there. And if they don't get there, maybe they're just going to have to fend for themselves. And another thing I would teach children very much is to find low places if they're out walking uh, or riding a bike, um, culverts are great. The best place you can go is a culvert. But also, you, the wind can suck you out of a culvert. You have to brace yourself. You can't just lay in a culvert. Um, uh, ditches, deep. the deeper the better. Uh, I've heard that a great place is in your house is your bathtub, but I don't believe that because the lightning strikes. But I think an interior bathroom or an interior room against a supporting wall down on the floor, if you don't have a storm shelter, you know, place to, to go, a storm shelter, mm -hmm. um, stay away from windows. Get get out of any room with windows or a closet. Uh, just shut yourself in a closet. There's so many things that you can do that are smart, and watching a tornado from your porch is not one of them. <laughs> no, that's true. It just, it's, it's, it's amazing how people just become so enamored. 
mesmerized, hypnotized, if you will, by watching a tornado. And then, you know, they wait till it's bearing down on them before they take shelter. And then they find themselves in a precarious situation where, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're around a window and the glass breaks or they're uh, someplace where oh, it's, yeah. it's not sturdy and uh, they shouldn't be in the first place. But uh, like I said, y- you, you have to prepare ahead of time. And, uh, another question that I have for you is whether or not we're, we're in a position to do things like you discuss in your podcast ahead of time so that if indeed we find ourselves in a situation where we're without power, uh, you know, putting in a backup generator just in, in case. And in doing so in such a way that it's properly installed, because how often do you hear about somebody getting a generator and wiring it in and not wiring it properly, and then when the power does come back on, then they have all sorts of problems, and, and, and even worse, it could cause a fire or, or, or damage the electrical system overall in your home. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, electricians are not cheap, but they're a lot cheaper than having your house burned down. <laughs> Trust me on that. Uh, now, if, if you have some skill and you know what you're doing and you really know that you know and you don't just think that you know, then it's then you're okay. But I would recommend anyone with no electrical skill as far as wiring or knowing how things operate, if they get a generator, leave it a standalone unit. Just hook a heavy extension cord on it, and you can plug things into that, like your refrigerator, freezer, so forth, and with extension cords, and don't even mess with wiring it into your your main power source if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, And if you want something wired into your main power source, uh, even you know with uh, the codes and things you have to follow uh, for different communities, I would minimally have it inspected by a qualified electrician. If you do your own work, I'd minimally hire someone to inspect it. But uh, I think I'd go full bore and, and I, I'd hire it done. I do all of my own, but I'm out here on the ranch and uh, I'm not dealing with any codes and so forth and so on, and I know what I'm doing. But... Uh, but I wouldn't recommend it just for anyone to willy-nilly do this because electricity is horribly dangerous. And uh, people forget, you know, it's in their house, it's all around them. They forget the power that surrounds them. And especially if you got 220, I mean, you know, that's that's lethal. And uh, even 110 can, if you have a heart condition, that can be very lethal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's better off for, for like, you take a class, uh, even if you self-educate, uh, go online to go to reputable places and don't go to, you know, jackselectric.com or something. Go to go to a place that that know that's known for uh, accuracy and and uh, you know do your homework. I guess my whole show, I'm trying to get people to use their heads, and I'm not saying I'm the smartest guy in the room because I'm definitely not, and I don't have all the answers. But I'm seeing so many people that are in my opinion, I hate to be mean, but they're like brain-dead zombies. They just walk around and and uh, just stare at their phone and bump into signs. And You know, I, I've seen all sorts of this kind of stuff, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, gosh, you know, these people, can they do anything without their gadget? Can they do anything without their cell phone? Can they do anything without their technology? And I think, you know, when if a storm hits, if you're relying on your technology, if the power lines go down everywhere, you're you're going to have to live without that. And 
people they say, oh, God, I can't do that. And I've heard that a lot of people, they tell me, that's one of my biggest comments is, well, I can't do what, can't, can't live like that. It's like, well, you may have to. <laughs> so you may not have a choice. Yeah. So you better learn how to do it anyway. You, you, I'm not asking everyone to live like it's 1890. But everyone should know how to live like it's 1890, whether they do or not. They should know how to. And with me, I have backups to all my backups. That's true. And I, I redundancy is, is what I do. But um, with the price of fuel, especially the price of diesel hitting record highs, I'm looking at a, a harvest season this year that I can't afford already. And so I'm already scrambling there. And so... Uh, you know, people, they think I'm nuts, but I'm getting my horse drawn. I have all of my great grandfather's equipment that that's my last, my last, uh, line of defense as far as, you know, getting things done without power. And I, I'll use animal power if I have to, because, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next few months with this Ukraine thing and with the, just the absolute lockstep that all the governments in this world are walking to right now which is really odd. I've never seen it, anything like it. You don't know what's in, in their heads or what's, who's planning what, who's behind the scenes, but uh, definitely there's something up. And I think we all need to keep our eyes open and our ears open, and we need to really pay attention. Well, and, and I will tell you, Jim, when it comes to what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, we won't, we won't feel the effects, the world won't feel the effects within a few months, maybe not six months, maybe more like a year, a year and a half. And there is a lot of concern that uh, the the food supply is going to be in question. There's uh, also a lot of uh, concern that, uh, unfortunately, a, a lot of people are going to die as a result of this because we look at uh, where we oh, are. Oh, yeah, third world. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, well, you're looking, and in, in the estimates I heard were somewhere in the neighborhood of, of, of maybe 2 billion people. And, you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe on the grand scale of things, that doesn't seem like a whole lot. But, you know, if you're in their shoes, it's it's a lot different story. Well, the way I look at it is that, you know, whether you believe in God or not, he created us all. And I'm extremely pro-life to the core of my bones and every life is precious and any life that's lost because of some bad political decision or a war or a natural disaster man-made every every life is precious and and uh you know we lose you know that many billion people uh you know that that's just that almost just just to fathom that in my heart just just breaks my heart yeah. and so i just I, I just can't i can't stress enough to people that um then I, I try to do this on my my show and i also uh guest host for truth to ponder with bob beerman and uh, especially on his show and i guest host um god made us all and he loves us all and he he cares for all of us and we, we need to always understand that no, no matter how bad of a day we're having, no matter if we have a storm coming and wipe our house out or whatever, uh, we're still very much loved and we need to always remember that. Hey, uh, Jim, can you hang out for a little bit? I've got to take a break at the bottom of the hour or do you have to get back to work? Oh no, I've, I've, uh, I, that's why I was out of breath. I got my work done before we started the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to take, I'm going to put you on hold, 
and uh, and I'm going to take I've got to take a quick bottom of the hour information break here, and then we'll come back and talk some more. This is a great conversation. Jim Calhoun is our guest, and uh, as I said, Jim, we'll we'll be right back to you probably about uh, six. Six and a half minutes or so if you want to go grab a a cup of coffee or some water or something like that. And we will continue on with our conversation of being prepared for any number of things. Man-made disasters, uh, natural disasters, or just when it hits the fan. Yes, indeed. 931, you are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, May 3rd. A Lynn Creek man is in custody after police say he threatened local restaurant employees and patrons with a gun and a wooden club. Last Friday night, 61-year-old Randall Reed began threatening staff and customers at Donna's Ice House. That's according to the Camden County Sheriff's Office. After restaurant staff asked him to leave, Reed was arrested and authorities recovered a four-foot-long wooden club, a loaded revolver, and a set of brass knuckles. He's currently facing multiple charges in Camden County and has been held without bond. Two people from Eldon were seriously injured in a crash on Highway 87. 34-year-old Matthew Eddington was driving when the vehicle failed to negotiate a curve. It traveled off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and a tree. Eddington and Alicia Boyd, an occupant in the car, both sustained serious injuries. They were transported by MU Air to University Hospital in Columbia. Ever wanted to try hunting elk or bear? Here's your chance. Missouri elk hunting and bear hunting permits are now available. MDC will offer five permits to hunt bull elk in Missouri this fall and 400 bear permits, with a maximum of 40 black bears harvested. All permits will be assigned through a random drawing. More information at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. On the ice last night, the playoffs get underway for the Blues, and they get a nice win on the road over the Wild in Minnesota. The Blues retake home ice advantage away from Minnesota with a nice win on the road. Game two will go tomorrow night again in Minnesota, and then games three and four in St. Louis Friday and Sunday. 
As for baseball, the Cardinals and Royals, well, they continue uh, their uh, series against each other. They actually had a makeup game yesterday in St. Louis. They travel to Kansas City to play each other again today, and then they will play in Kansas City again tomorrow. As for the uh, Cardinals, they've got the Giants later in the week. The Royals, when they're done with the Cardinals, will be off on Thursday. Then they travel to Baltimore to play the Orioles over the weekend. As for college baseball, Mizzou, they have been hot of late. They're 24-17. and They're busy tonight against Southeast Missouri State. MSU Bears, 21-19, and winners of seven of their last eight. They've got a tough one tonight against top-five team Arkansas on the road. The Mizzou Lady Softball Team, Lady Tigers, right a seven-game win streak. They've got a three-game series at Alabama coming up this weekend. The MSU Ladies, 24-16. and 16. They have been hot lately as well. They took two of three from Bradley over the weekend. They've got a three-game series coming up at Drake. Both the Mizzou Ladies and the MSU Ladies will head into their conference tournaments after this weekend. NFL draft in the books. The Chiefs take 10 new players. Seven of those players turn out to be from the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if the defense gets better this year. Hey, KB is on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And keep in mind, along with seeing Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and streaming live on MyLakeTV.com, you can see Lake TV on Facebook. 40,000 followers for Lake TV on Facebook. If you're not one of them, be sure to do that. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible through a generous donation from Victoria Station. Misty Atkinson talks about the very incredible and popular wall art you'll find at Victoria Station. We've always been known for our wall arts. Um, we have a large selection of both metal art and framed art, canvas prints in traditional and in uh, the nautical themes. And so we're a destination for wall art. We're also known for a large variety of lamps. We like cool, unique lamps that'll give give lighting in your living area, not just a utility lampshade there that's producing light, but to add the decorative features to that. Um, we are going to feature a section in the store of American-made products. Some of those are locally sourced and some of those from the Midwest, and we're we're really excited to be able to do that. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3 The Key. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Here we are on another beautiful day at the Lake of the Ozarks. Well, <clears throat> what a lot of us would call beautiful because 
We're not getting any heavy rain. Uh, maybe a little light rain here and there for the most part today. Right now we are at uh, 53, make it uh, 52 degrees in Osage Beach. As we're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Looking for a high today of uh, around 56, low tonight to 47. Clouds throughout. Uh, updating the forecast, now they've taken the rain out of the forecast again for tomorrow. It was out, then it was in, now it's out. Clouds in 65 for tomorrow with a low of 55. Some rain, some thunder and 72 on Thursday, the National Day of Prayer for uh, some, for others, Cinco de Mayo. Um, showers in 61 now on Friday. However, the weekend holding steady. Steady at uh, 72 for Saturday and a partly cloudy sky. Sunny and 81 on Sunday on Mom's Day. And then we're going to get into the mid to upper 80s, folks. Here it comes like gangbusters. It's like somebody is just going to slam the door on spring weather. And uh, everybody's going to be standing there going, what happened? <laughs> all in all, uh, you know, we're starting to get to where we want things. You've got to the car show coming up. That starts Thursday. You've got the Harbor Hop, uh, Spring Harbor Hop that's uh, on Saturday. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of different events going on. And all in all, it is uh, time for things to Get underway at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. 940 is our time. Jim Calhoun is uh, joining us this morning. He is one of our content providers with the program. It is called uh, Living Off Grid, and we are very happy to have him with us. He got all of his work done just so he could join us this morning and talk about uh, people uh, getting prepared for any number of things, whether it is a natural disaster, whether it is a man-made disaster, whether it's martial law. Who knows, Jim? I mean, as you said earlier, we're not we're not real sure uh, as far as being able to judge the climate of the uh, situation because so many things are going on. And, you know, we're not doing this to try and scare people. We're doing this to make sure that people understand that you have options. You just have to take the time to prepare properly. And, you know, when something does happen, you're not scrambling around like everybody else. You and your family can, uh, in some situations, basically just stay put. And you don't ever want to lead on about what you have in terms of your uh, supplies. Now, if someone were in dire straits and needed something, <clears throat> maybe you could help them out, but you certainly don't want to um, do anything that would require them to uh, have access or knowledge of where you keep all of your supplies because that could get ugly in a hurry because, as you said, we live in a world today where uh, there are a lot of people who would uh, take the opportunity to uh, rob you uh, steal from you um, and and do much worse, even possibly hurt or kill you, if you don't uh, if you don't have the uh, uh, wherewithal to protect what it is that you have. And uh, redundancy, redundancy, redundancy. That's something else that you've talked about. That you have. Uh, if Plan A doesn't work, you've got a Plan B and maybe a Plan C and a Plan D. And I don't know how far down the alphabet you need to go. But I would imagine having more than one source of energy, one source of water, uh, making sure that you have all the medications and things that are necessary, uh, and, 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 and then keeping up with all of that. You can't just get it all taken care of and get it all done and then rest on your laurels. You have to go uh, the, uh, the distance. Like, for example, uh, with an automobile, yes, you can get in, you can drive it, but after a while, it requires maintenance, changing the oil 
you know, putting new tires on it, maybe new belts, whatever the case, brakes, what have you. I mean, you have to live in, um, in, in an area, in a zone, I guess, if you will, that allows you to, you know, live your life like any regular person, but at the same time, keep on top of what it is that you have prepared for an emergency and, uh, like anything else, maintain that. Is, is, is that uh, fair to say? It's absolutely 100%. I'm thinking, gosh, you sound like me. <laughs> I agree a million percent. The only thing I can add to that, out of all that, the only thing I can add is that when you're making plan A, B, C, all the way down the line, try to make the plans as interchangeable as possible. That way, if plan A falls apart, but not all the way, just part of the way, maybe part of plan B will fit in with plan A. you got to be flexible on everything. And uh, that's the only thing I could add is just, Make sure that your plans match together. You know, it's like baking a cake. You know, you don't put Tabasco in your chocolate cake. So, you know, if one plan is chocolate, the other the other plan should be sugar. The other plan should be, you know, right. uh, baking soda, what, what have you. And make it to where they can they can actually fit together and if maybe make one big master plan. But, you know, like I tell everybody, plans go out the window in, in just mere moments. And so you have to be flexible, and the plan can't be rigid. It's got to be, it's got to be plans within plans. You know, it's. But I, you, you mentioned about, uh, you know, the the not trying to scare anybody. That's one thing that I really try to stress, is that we're not trying to scare anyone. We're trying to prepare them. And if we didn't care, we wouldn't say a word. Yeah. You know, we. I know that. I know that you truly care. I know that I truly care. And a lot of people out there that are content providers like me, I buy my time uh, on some radio stations that are that you got to pay to get on. And so, you know, it's not that I have a lot of money because I don't. I'm uh, pretty much hand to mouth all the time. But I can't stand by and see my brothers and sisters of, of this great country uh, be in harm's way as much as they are without me doing something. And so God put it on my heart that it was time for me to step up. And so that's the genesis of my show is me losing sleep every night just because I was so frustrated over this COVID thing that I could see that some of the games that were being played and I could see, and I'm thinking, you know, I've got to do something. I just can't sit here and do nothing. And so, uh, God opened doors for me like you wouldn't believe. And, uh, sometimes I'm a little dense. Sometimes he has to push me through a little bit, but this was so obvious that, you know, I, I definitely walked through, stepped out on the sea, so to speak, and uh, and everything's been going really well. And uh, I know that I'm where God wants me. So, but as far as just the whole world events and everything that's happening, there's so many things that are not in our control, and I can't name one world leader right now. And I'm I'm sorry to say this. I'm not trying to be negative, but I can't name one of them I can re- really respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not not talking as a person. I'm talking their intelligence. Uh, You have people saber-rattling. You have the government assessment, uh, the same government that said that Afghanistan, that the Taliban wasn't going to take Afghanistan back, just came out and said that uh, Russia would never use nuclear weapons. Well, they were pretty wrong about Afghanistan, so their track record's not not all that hot. And... uh, the way that the the governments in the West are pushing on Russia right now, 
is that Russia might not have any chance, uh, any choice but to go to a to a major war for the fact that they're already people are already at war against them. You got people that are canceling Russians as citizens as people. You have people canceling Russia, have people confiscating Russian property. You know, we've never seen anything like this before. You know, uh, to where citizens of a country are being. Uh, so I'm going to say punished. Uh, not that Putin is, is a is a good guy because I don't think he is. But you know, their 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 people are just common people like we are. And uh, but it just seems they don't cancel them from they can't participate in the skating championships and and you know a lot of sporting events and so forth and so on. Uh, there's never been a time when a country has invaded another country that that's happened. And so there's a lot of punitive going on and the Russians already feel like they're, they're at war. They already feel like that they're mm, at war. Right. And so to, to, to get them to do something a little bit, what we would think extreme, I don't think they would think it was extreme at all. I think they think they're fighting back. And so that's, that has me really worried that there's no, there's no adults in the room right now. There's nobody that's going to sit there and say, all right, look, this has gone gone on far enough. Let's back the rhetoric off. Let's let's work something out. There's nobody trying to do that. And uh, Biden came out and said that his goal was to punish Russia. Uh, th- that's not the kind of talk that we need coming out of anywhere. You, you know, you tell someone you're going to punish them. Uh, th- does that make them you know think that you're trustworthy or anything that, that have their interest? You know, no, it doesn't. You know, you can't tell them you're going to punish me. You tell them you're going to work with them to resolve the the issue. You don't tell them you're going to punish them. You know that kind of thing. It's just so. I'm what I I was preparing initially, and I'm always prepared for storms because I've seen five tornadoes personally in my life, and that's that's five too many. Right. And uh, all of the neighbors, all the neighboring property used to have beautiful barns, and I'm the only one who has a barn left. And I will admit, I watched one tornado, and uh, I shouldn't have. I was in my storm shelter, and uh, I saw the tornado coming, and I just had finished putting a new roof on my barn. Oh, and my barn's, 120, my barn's 121 years old, and I just spent thousands of dollars on a metal roof, and I did the work myself. And it was just, you know, a couple of days after I got done with that, uh, we had severe weather, and the tornado came through. It didn't touch the ground, but it was t- took the top of the trees and twisted the tops off. And it, it was coming through, and I was watching it come in, and I just didn't shut the, myself into the storm shelter. I watched it head right for the barn. <laughs> I got to admit, I yelled at it, and I said, Yo, you're not going to take my barn. <laughs> oh, I was mad. And uh, the top of the tornado did hit the barn, and the barn swayed, oh, probably three inches. But it's still standing, and so that's I, I that was that was dumb on my part. It's just I worked so hard and put so much money into that thing, you know. But that's not worth getting hurt or losing your life over. And that was quite a few years ago. That's I, I think I'm hopefully a little smarter now. But uh, so they can happen, and uh, they can happen at any time. And so, especially, you know, well, you look at what happened to Joplin several years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. it's just uh, the the absolute destructiveness of of tornadoes is, is, you know, when I say the word awesome, I'm not meaning good, but the destruction capability is just awesome. Um, several years ago down in Oklahoma, they had the huge F five that went through and wiped out, uh, right South of Oklahoma city. I think the town was more, 
I was down in that town a day after, and it flattened the brick buildings downtown, and it sucked the dirt or sucked the 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 road right out of the dirt. Um, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, well, I guess the only thing I could compare it to is some is the pictures of Dresden and things in World War II after the fire bombing. Um, other than the fire, that was it was just total flat. Uh, you couldn't even tell there was even a town there. And then I was in Cushing, Oklahoma, at another time when they had a bunch of tornadoes. And in the backyard of where I was at, the next morning there were piles of papers. Uh, just I'm, I'm talking about six to eight inches deep, just piles of papers. And they were family photos and pictures and people's records for people in Oklahoma City. And so it, it, it wiped their houses out and took all that about 70 miles and dumped it on Cushing. And, uh, you know, how sad you see all these pictures and who are these people? You can't get their belongings back to them, you know. And I guess that's another thing to prepare. Uh, make sure that all your your important documents and your keepsakes and things, make sure they're well protected. And uh, it's hard to protect against something that has as much power as a tornado. But I would say if you can, back things up on a computer and put it on a memory stick. Mm-hmm. And if they're really if they're really precious and you have a safety deposit box at the bank, put it in there. Or if you just want to dig a hole in the yard and, and have a safe place that the water won't get in and ruin it, uh, you know, or a cellar or someplace like that, uh, you know, maybe you need to store something there. That way, if you do lose the paper, if the something happens you still have you know a copy of the document that's one of the, jim that's one of the things that they talk about that's more important than anything else uh in a lot of senses is to have backups of all of your documents uh heck the mortgage on your home all the oh, yeah. insurance policies everything that you can possibly think of store it and maybe have two or three sets of them so uh you know you bury it in the yard or you put it in the safe or you um Leave it with someone, someone else in the family who is, uh, you know, in another area. And that's always important, too. That's something that uh, I know we were taught at a very young age. Have someone that lives outside of the area that if, you know, if mom and dad are at work, uh, the kids are at school and everybody's all split up, there's a person that you can call and check in with to let everyone know that, uh, okay, we've heard from mom, we've heard from dad, we've heard from little brother, little sister, uh, everybody's safe, you know, and, and that that in itself, that peace of mind, knowing the family is safe, is, is very reassuring and, and can be very positive and very powerful because then it allows you to focus on things like, oh, I don't know, uh, you know, trying to get the power restored or, uh, you know, making sure that you're, you're safe. And it's just a, uh, quite the confidence builder knowing that your family has checked in with their, uh, their person and, uh, you know, everybody's okay. That, that really goes a long way. And you mentioned Joplin. Yeah. You also mentioned Joplin, um, after going down there, uh, several times for different things, uh, you know, you can still see the remnants of the uh, of the tornado, I mean, it literally lifted the hospital off of its foundation down there, and they uh, you know had to knock it down and, and build a new one. And for a long time, when you went into the Joplin area, man, you could see right where that tornado came through town. As a matter of fact, on uh, Interstate 44, as you were getting close to Joplin, you could see trees that were knocked over and, and various other things. And then you pull off of the highway and you go into town, and then all of a sudden you get to a, an area where you, you can. See see the devastation now a lot of that has been built back 
but you can obviously tell where that tornado came through and just uh, obliterated everything uh, in its path. And you're absolutely right. I mean, taking the time and, and, and I guess if you wanted to do this, I don't know that it's necessary or required, but you ought to take, you know, when, when, uh, everything calms down, you ought to take your family and you ought to drive through an area where they've had a tornado come through uh, and, and it's done some damage so people can understand what these storms are capable of and it's nothing to mess around with. Oh, not at all. There is a town, Greensburg, Kansas, that got hit roughly the same time that Joplin did within a year or so of that. And uh, I was through there many times after that tornado and it literally ruined the town. It mm-hmm. literally flattened the town. They have a the world's largest hand-dug well and that that. The well itself was fine, but it took the, the cover off of that even. And they, it, it was so bad that they had to build a whole new landfill. And I'm not exaggerating. Uh, this town, it, it wasn't a huge town, probably 1,000 people or so. But even with volunteers coming in from all over with dump trucks and uh, side dump type semi uh, and bottom dump trucks and so forth, it was six months, and they were still hauling debris. And the farmers within 10 miles around there uh, had to hire extra people to go take the debris out of their fields because they couldn't work their fields. And so people don't just don't understand. It, it touches so many people. Um, you know, a tornado that, that uh, takes a town out is going to take the community out in other ways, not only economically, but you know, spreading debris through the fields and so forth and so on. So it's uh, just the destruction is massive. And I, I wanted to touch on something you said earlier about backing up uh, files and things. And You mentioned insurance policies and mortgages. And if you're one of those people that says, oh, that's a lot of work, I don't think I want to do it, I just want you to manage, imagine one thing. Going on and talking to a computer on hold on the phone trying to straighten all this mess out without your documents mm. one at a time. Mm-hmm. How much time is that going to take? <laughs> that would be so frustrating to me. All I've, all it takes is one computer phone call that has me on hold for 10 minutes and I start going crazy. <laughs> I just, I don't have time. I, I, I want to talk to a person. I don't want to have to a computer, you know, for this, press one, for that, press two. Then you press it and they go, we're sorry. All lines are busy. Then you, then click and you've got to start over again. Think of that trying to get your insurance policies taken care of and things. It just, you know, that, that's going to take, might take months, whereas the backing up, that's only going to take you several hours of, you know, maybe several hours a day. And life's a process. And so if you start backing things up, you don't have to back them all up right now. Just start. And within a day or two or a week or a month, you'll have it all backed up. Right. And it, and it won't, you won't even feel it. And so, you know, just put it, put it in your, in your to-do list and just start with your most important things and just work from there. You know, it's not that hard to do if you just plan to do it. One of the things that you touched on was the fact that, uh, if you have an issue or if you have a problem and you need to call your insurance company or, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, local, insurance representative isn't available because maybe they were involved in the uh, the storm or, or whatever happened as well so you have to call the company and you know i can only imagine if you want to go back and you want to talk to people uh in joplin about uh the tornado that went through just ask them how long it took them to get a hold of somebody 
that uh, that could help them. That could certainly do something. Oh yeah, you know, and 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 the uh, that it was probably days, weeks, maybe even months. And we've got just a couple minutes here. One of the other things that normally happens in in a disaster situation is everybody wants to help right away. People want to come in from all different areas with water and food and and helping you know clear up debris. And then after about a month, two months, six months, there's nobody around anymore. I mean, it, it, it's kind of been uh, a situation where everybody wants to help in the immediate future or, or the immediate there's an immediate need and they want to help in the near future but as that goes on and on and on down the line well then you kind of run out of help so uh, that's another reason why you should uh, be prepared and be self-sufficient and uh, try and stay on this thing a- as much as humanly possible hey uh, i, I want to thank you so much for your uh, your um, input uh, here today and uh, again we appreciate the program and we're happy to bring it to our listeners on key radio and uh, anytime uh, y- y- you've got my contact information i've got yours and anytime you uh, you think of something that might be uh, worth talking to the listeners about please give us a call and, and let us